I'm Jason Dees, and you're listening to The Week. The Week is a weekly podcast with the purpose of helping you apply the gospel to your everyday life. If you have questions for The Week, or if you would like for us to talk about anything specifically on The Week, I invite you to text us at 678-951-9041. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this week's episode. Well, another episode of The Week is Upon Us. I am joined today by Tara Anderson and Jason Byers. Again, our our hope in this is to help you think through things from a biblical worldview perspective. And Tara, you guys at the Anderson household have had a lot going on. Um, What's going on? Yeah, so my husband uh, works for a pretty large um, company here in Atlanta, and they own uh, sort of the market on um, cash registers. And right now they've switched their operation to online food ordering, and he's actually a software developer, and um, he's on the hospitality team. And so um, he's been working weekends. He was up till 2 a.m. last night fixing um, a problem so Mm. everyone could get their food. Um, I don't know who's ordering that late, but thanks. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's been a lot of 12, 14 hour days for him. Um, and then I work in, uh, the hospitality industry. So, um, my work hours have kind of slowed down some recently. And so I've just missed my husband and, you Uh, know, I, I've really been aware of, you know, if I were in control and it's so clearly I'm not, I would definitely want to take him away from that work but in one sense you know he's helping uh all these companies stay in business by helping them shift their operation to an online platform and so i've just been having to process you know through what that looks like um for us and for the time that we get to spend together you know over the past three weeks and in the you know coming weeks um, and what that looks like to have a gospel-centered lens um, and it can be challenging and hard at times. Well, and one thing that's very natural is that you loneliness is uh, a great signal to us that we were meant for people and that we were meant to be in community and that uh, the Christian life is not an isolated thing and that uh, God's ultimate hope for us is that we wouldn't be alone. I mean, even the very beginning of the Bible uh, in before sin, we see it's not right. It's not good that a man should be alone. We we were meant for one another. So I totally understand uh, your loneliness in that. But it also just, like you said, if you were in control, it'd be this way, but you're not in control, right? So that's a great just kind of understanding too of um, our own fragility, our own, um, you know, our own neediness. And, uh, and, and that, that when we do have community, even things like marriage and friendship, these are just really graces of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think another way that I've really had to combat it, too, is being grateful. Like, grateful that he has a job and grateful, mm-hmm. you know, for this season, even though it's not one that any of us really would have chosen. Um, and what does that look like for us as believers? Yeah, seeing the good of what he's accomplishing, too, as you just said. Like, the, it, it, in, in a sense, your loneliness is a way of you loving other people because he's serving a lot of other people mm-hmm. right now and, and making that process go forward. I don't know, Jason, you have anything to kind of add to that? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that, that we're just, we're not meant to live alone, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, Jason, what's what's going on in in your life this week? Yeah, I I think all of us have been forced to really consider how how fragile everything is, and and uh, I um my mother uh, has an acute illness for which she she needs pretty significant uh, treatment and surgery, and and uh, she lives up in Rhode Island with with my sister and her family for the last oh, 15, 16 months. And, and, um, and she's not able to get the treatment that mm. she needs. And, and so, um, obviously because of the priority being given to, um, treating and managing the coronavirus epidemic, uh, particularly in the Northeast. Um, and so she's being asked to basically hang in there and, um, and that when, when circumstances allow that she'll receive the treatment she needs. And so it's, you know, I think there, it, it's a, a difficult walk, you know, um, expressing sympathy and compassion and care for her in a situation at the same time, you know, trying to speak the confidence of Christ into her life and just reminding her of how much, God loves her and all that he's already done for her. Right. And that he cares and has entered into her suffering with her. And, and, you know, it reminds me of your discussion last week or your sermon last week, even why, why do bad things happen? If, if, if God exists almost right. And the time to think about those things is before you're ill, but we're right in the middle of this dealing with it, you know? And so I find myself trying to remind her of these things on a semi-regular basis that God loved her so much that he sent his son to die for her. Is there, mm. Is there nothing else that he wouldn't do for her, you know? And, and so just trying to remind her that she, her confidence is found in far more than just the surgery and the skill of the doctors that, um, you know, she, she needs to see. So yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, on Sunday we had this, uh, sermon about obviously the wisdom of God and natural wisdom, but even though we obviously believe in God often our default is to natural means, right? We, we, mm. we oftentimes don't drift toward godliness. We, we, we drift toward action. We, we don't drift toward prayer. Uh, we, we drift toward more quote unquote practical things. And so th- this, a moment of, uh, of weakness or a uh, pain is, is, is oftentimes incredibly clarifying. It's hard to go mm-hmm. through. Um, but it's incredibly clarifying as to terms of what's eternal, what lasts, um, what is good. And then obviously also just hearing about the suffering of others. I mean, there's a lot of suffering going on right now. Um, and it, you know, it, it makes you grateful. It, it yeah. makes you, um, it, it makes you hope in things not of this world. It makes you realize that, you know, having a functioning civilization is not a given. Uh, it's, it actually is a gift. Um, the fact that we don't have more viruses rolling around all the time is really what's the miracle going on right now. It's not that the fact that this is happening is, is kind of normal. I mean, if you look at the scope of human history, the fact that we're able to stave off, uh, plagues is, is, is the real mercy. It's the real, uh, miracle of the situation. Yeah, it, it it I mean, on the flip side of cons- that, considering the fragility, I, I I think you're exactly right. I've been just reminded of of the grace um, that God has showered. It's a, just a tremendous time to be alive. I mean, Tara mentions her husband writing code for delivery of of goods, and it 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 wasn't too long ago that that was not possible, right? Mm-hmm. And it, imagine our lives 
how <laughs> how different things would be now without that. Or imagine our lives without cell phones and and internet connectivity. I, my mom might write me a letter and I read it. I, I receive it several weeks later, and then I write her back. I mean, there's just a lot of things that we come to take for granted that, as you say, are, are truly graces of God. And so, in in the midst of of challenges, I think I'm I'm learning, and God is teaching me to be grateful for you know all that we do have and this, but we really haven't had to give up a whole lot of comforts and, and it's just um that surely is a grace from him well i got one last night um i was we were cleaning up the house and john <laughs> kellis was folding bl- uh, blankets and he was doing a pretty good job i was i was pretty impressed because and i was praising him you know for that um well then uh I was doing the dishes or something, and I looked up, and Imriana and John Kellis were fighting while folding a blanket. Um, <laughs> and so I got on to her because I thought she had, um, as he was folding the blanket, like come over, grabbed the blanket from him, and was trying to help him. And and I just said, Emery, let him fold the blanket. And you know, just kind of not. I mean, it was I didn't like yell at her or anything. I just kind of you know corrected her. And then I went to go clean up downstairs and well, Emory and I, what I didn't realize is when I did that to her, she was so distraught. So when I came up backstairs, she was crying to Paige. <laughs> and then I went, took her back to the guest bedroom and she, we talked and she was just crying and crying. And I was just like, golly, like this is, and, and Emoriana, she is a great, great child. I mean, y'all that know Emoriana, she's fantastic, but she is prone to performance she wants to please and she particularly and again i in one sense i'm grateful for this obviously but she really really wants to please me um as her father and so we had this really great conversation last night about how look you know i'm grateful that she wants to please me but her, her satisfaction from life can't come from my approval ultimately and her ability to to please me and to please others and to perform is is ultimately not where she's going to find peace. There's always going to be because because we're wrong. I mean, sometimes I think it's her that's messed up instead of John Kellis, um, or I, uh, you know, or you know, people don't notice her performance, or um, and so it, you know, it's going to create. And it does create this this competition, this sense of uh, this neediness, and uh, that's not ultimately what um, God desires for us because he, he wants us to find our satisfaction and identity in knowing him and, 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 and obeying him and obviously knowing him in Christ and, and resting in the righteousness that's already been given to us in Jesus. So it was a really good conversation. Uh, but it just, it just reminded me of how hard parenting is. Um, <laughs> because obviously you want your kids to do well, but yet not find, uh, a false identity in that at the same time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was a good, I, I, I... I have a I have a kid in mind that I think I'm going to replay that little sliver of this uh, <laughs> podcast for. Yeah, well, they're they're, they're similar. <laughs> they're similar in that way. Uh, yeah. Yes, um, indeed. They even have the same piano teacher. So um, there we go. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I don't know if you've uh, up above my head. I can hear um, echoes of of uh, not to brag, echoes of Beethoven playing while I, we're sitting yeah, here chatting. Well, He's, anyway. he, he's incredibly talented. <laughs> well, this has been good. And again, our, yeah. our hope in this is just to take normal situations of life and try to think, okay, how does the gospel speak into that? And we want uh, our church and any listener to this to obviously be skilled in that. So thank you guys so much. So for Terry Anderson and Jason Byers, I'm Jason Dees. 
Have a great week.